everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Witch Talk. Joining me again tonight is a witch we all know and love, Lynn Stevens. How have you been, sister? I've been doing pretty good. It's 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 been all right. How about yourself? Things are going really well, actually. Aside from the weather these days, but other than that, things are going amazing. So tonight, Lynn, I brought you in to talk divination. Something I'm familiar with. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you have simply, like, you've got to be one of the most talented and connected witches I know when it comes to this topic. I just feel like you're a true conduit of energy on this earth. And I would be remiss not to speak to you about this topic because you, your knowledge is so vast and you are so connected. And Thank you. I've seen you read and I've been read by you and it's all so powerful. So I thought this would be, and you are the perfect person to talk to about this. So. For the people that are listening that haven't seen you in action before and don't know about you a whole lot, what types of divination do you practice? Well, primarily I use cards, but I don't use tarot cards. Normally I use what's called Lenormand cards. So they're based off of Turkish coffee ground and English tea leaf reading symbolism. And the deck is a little bit smaller and kind of like me it's a little bit more matter of fact (laughs) (laughs) some would say you were out without compassion (laughs) (laughs) well I think I've mentioned that I feel like I lack compassion but what I lack in compassion I make up for in diplomacy there you go right that is the perfect word diplomacy yeah, I, I've, I've learned over the years that you can say something that people need to hear without being an asshole. Ah, the age-old, do you really want this message? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you find that... Um, I want to I wanna ask you about that. Do you find that... Uh, you've softened your approach during readings uh, as of late as compared to maybe perhaps when you were younger? Oh, definitely. Uh, When I was in my teens and 20s, if I was doing a reading for somebody, I almost got like a sick joy out of causing pain. You know, it was like... Mm -hmm. You know, when I got a message that was like, ooh, this person's not going to like hearing this, I almost got like a a power trip over it, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I kind of cut myself off from receiving messages and doing card readings and stuff for a good 20 years. A lot of stuff in my that I allowed into my life kind of pushed that off to the side. And when I started doing readings for other people again, I had gone through a lot of stuff in my life. Me, the perspective that allowed me to understand that even if someone is getting a message that could be construed as negative or hurtful, 
I now don't feel like I need to stick it to him. I feel like this might not be what you want to hear. However, this is what you need to hear here in order to heal and move forward. So it gave me an understanding of you don't have to be, like I said, an asshole to get the message across. <laughs> so yeah, right. I've definitely softened my approach over the years. And do you think that when you read cards and people come to you with a perception of, because this happens, I know this happens, but people come to those that are gifted uh, by way of tarot or cards in general, and and they expect to receive readings on their future. Would you find that that's a that's a common thing? And then, if so, we all know that it's not really like that. So well, people might not know that that's that's not what it's all about. <laughs> so that's right. So we... expand on that for me, if you would. So when doing readings, a lot of times there is a misconception that, uh, first of all, actually, let me back up a bit. Everyone on this entire planet has been born psychic. Some people use it, some people don't. I have developed my skills over the years and I have developed a language of communication that allows me to share messages with people. Now these messages, anybody can get these messages because they come from within. Yeah. But are so cut off, cut off that they lack the ability to be able to do it for themselves. When I do readings for people, I want them to remember that their power is within them. So when I have people that come up and I was like, well, tell me my future. I'm like, the best way to predict your future is to create it yourself. Mm -hmm. So what the cards do is they give you a way to interpret the messages that everybody receives all the time. Like you are constantly receiving messages, just whether or not you hear them or not is another story so me as a reader i allow the person in front of me to suspend their disbelief long enough to receive the message i'm not the one giving them the message the message is coming from their higher self it is coming from spirit that interconnectedness of this entire universe i am just hearing the message, picking up on it, feeling it, whatever, and using the cards, the symbols within the cards to interpret what is being said so that the person on the other end can receive the message. Now, yes, sometimes it does foretell future events, but generally a reading is about what's going on right now and how to incorporate that with what you want to manifest into the future. Right. Right? So when That you, doesn't come without work, right? On the other person's behalf. Certainly not. You know, uh, I think that's another misconception. When you sit down for a reading, 
you're like, well, this person's going to tell me everything and I don't have to do any of the work. Well, that's yeah. not necessarily true. I mean, you can sit there like a lump with your with your arms crossed in front of you and that's fine. You're still going to get some messages. You're still going to get some information, but it's up to you to be able to receive it and to accept what it is for what it is. You know, when you open yourself as a conduit, as well as the reader that's presenting the information, you're better able to process the message that's being sent to you. And what would you say to someone who is new to practice and wants to learn tarot? <laughs> well, I'm going to be very, very unpopular in a minute here because I believe tarot is the least understood and the most misused type of divination out there because it is the most common right and honestly if somebody is new and wants to learn i actually recommend lenormand cards not because you know i'm like i i do enjoy lenormand cards but I used to read tarot for a long time, and Lenormand is fairly straightforward, very, fairly easy. Now having said that, you also have oracle cards, you have I Ching, you can do scrying, you can throw the bones, you can throw runes, there's all kinds of different ways out there, so whatever you're drawn to. But I feel as though when somebody is new and somebody is learning and it's like i really want to learn how to read they automatically default to tarot and it's probably one of the worst things that anybody who's new can do because it's a lot of memorization and yes it is about intuition but People get caught up in, there's so many cards, there's so much to remember, they get frustrated and stop. Yeah, and then end up blocking themselves. Yeah, and then they're like, well, I can't do it. You can, you just chose the incorrect vessel for what you need at the time. So that's why I say like, Lenormand cards, there's only 36 cards in the deck. Go for runes. Runes have 25 symbols. You know, yeah, standard bone throwing is usually anywhere from 12 to 15. Right. So, and, Pieces, and bone yeah. throwing, you create your own symbols. That's right. You know, like this bone means this, this little rock means this, you know. So, it's a lot easier to understand the messages when you're the one that's actually creating the symbolism instead of relying on the symbolism that somebody else has created. Now, is that why you create your own decks, Lynn? Oh, definitely. You feel connected and because I know I'm I'm currently trying to uh, find all the the meaningful pieces pieces for myself for my for my bone throwing set, mm -hmm. and that's quite a process in itself. So, I mean, I've been working on that um, for four months, and I don't even have at least four months. It could have been longer, at least least half the summer is when I got that calling and um, I'm not even halfway there well, so it sometimes it takes years sometimes it takes a matter of minutes it, 
It all depends on the person and how they feel about the selection process too, right? Right. So is it kind of the same process when building your own deck? It is. And especially like I I did a Lenormand deck, but that was based off the traditional Lenormand symbols. The one that I'm creating now is based from things that have happened or symbols or images within my own life that have carried meaning at some point in my life. So there's a butterfly in there. There's a cat. There's an old hat that I used to have from the Hard Rock Cafe that carries a lot of weight and meaning. There's an Anuksuk. There's some, uh, what is it called, cloud grass. You know, when you're a kid, you take that grass that had the fluffy stuff on the end and you like pull it up so it looked like it was a little bush inside your hand. Yeah. You know, there's a card that has that on there. There's a card with fish bones. So each one of these different things, there is something specific, a specific memory that I have or a specific feeling that each one of these symbols evokes in me. So even if I am reading for someone else, when that card comes up, those thoughts and impressions that I get with, this is what this symbol meant to me at this time in my life, it usually has a resonance with the person that I am sharing the reading with. Right, right. And that's, that is, um, that that energy transfer that trend I guess it would be a transmutation of energy would it not yes yeah the exchange of energy yeah (laughs) (laughs) well and and my favorite thing to talk about is the butterfly because you know when you talk about the personal personal things that they mean you know to most people it means like freedom and beauty and you know when you see a butterfly you're like oh how pretty right And to me, I think about the physiology from when it goes from the larva stage, the caterpillar into the butterfly, it gets completely disassembled and recreated as a new creature. So when I get that in a reading and I I see it, I'm like, ooh, you're going to go through a lot of big changes in your life. Right. Right. But if somebody else sees it and they're like, oh, well is the one reading I had there was a girl that was like well she was before my sister died she said anytime I saw a butterfly she was there to help me and support me so when I see this butterfly it makes me think of my sister and I'm like go with that I'm like just because I'm telling you one thing doesn't mean that if you get a gut response to something that you see that is different than what I'm telling you go with what resonates I think that's another issue with divination and doing readings is a lot of times the reader's ego gets involved. You know, right? It has nothing to do with the person giving the reading and everything to do with the person receiving the reading. That's cr- I believe that is completely true and we're talking about that gut resonance, that gut feeling. Yep. That's your intuition, right? Yeah, and uh, I mean, you've seen me do readings how many times, and how many times have you heard me say, if what I say does not make sense to you, throw it out. Yeah. But if what I'm saying has a meaning, has a resonance to you, take it. 
and try and figure out what the message in there is about. Because again, it's for the person receiving, right? Yeah. Coming from them. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, doesn't matter how long I've been doing this for, I can still misinterpret a message. I think that's a common mis- misconception as well. Yeah, it's not um, that I'm wrong. It's just I misinterpreted what it meant. Uh-huh. The information itself isn't wrong. I just messed up. Because, well, you're also human. What? No. <laughs> really? I know, right? People forget that about witches. We're <laughs> right. either, you know, we're either really, really scary and, oh my goodness, what if I talk to her and then that's it. I'm a con <laughs> She of turned the me devil, into a it's the other way. <laughs> Now you practice another type of divination um, called auto writing. Yes, yeah. There's there's all kinds of different ones that I don't think we've touched on. Like there's bibliomancy and taseonomy and stuff. So like I do all those, but the auto write basically comes from when you channel information. So when you do card readings, you're channeling information. The cards are the symbols. So auto-write is when I pick up a pencil or a pen, put it on a piece of paper, and words just start flowing out onto the page. And I write until I'm done, and then when I stop and take a look at what has been written, a lot of times I'll be like, wow, that's really profound, I wonder where that came from. Because it didn't come from me. I was just being used as the hand and the tool to write it on the page. That must be a very powerful experience. Do you prepare for that in any way? Um, A lot of times I will do a meditation beforehand. Sometimes I will ask specific pointed questions. And they're not usually answered (laughs) unless they are in alignment with what I already need to know. So what I've learned about over the years is just like, I get this feeling like a message is trying to come through I'm like okay well we don't have time for cards right now so I'm going to pick up a pencil and see what happens and it doesn't always happen sometimes I get that feeling and I pick up the pencil and I got the paper ready and then I just start doodling and I draw a bunch of circles and then I'm like well I guess it's not coming what is that feeling like for you what how would you describe that to somebody who may not know what that feeling feels like what's that saying it's by the by the pricking of my thumbs something wicked this way comes yeah it's like you know when you get that feeling like somebody's staring at me you get that that weird kind of tickle at the back of your back of your neck and it's not really the hair standing up on your end but it's almost like it just feels like there is something not quite there that I'm supposed to know, but I'm kind of missing. Like, it's just kind of something there. Yeah. Right? And it's just like like you can barely touch it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like when you see the flash out of the corner of your eye and when you turn, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that kind of feeling like there is something here. 
I just don't know what it is and I can't get a grasp on it. So when I feel like that, it's like, okay, let's pick up a pencil. Let's throw some cards. Let's whatever. And recently I've been doing a lot of the readings because it's like, I, I feel like there's a message that needs to come through for someone. Yeah. I have been feeling that overwhelming. Now, I don't, I don't, I've only read for a couple people. Um, well, you can read for me in my time. <laughs> yeah, I would love to read for you. <laughs> it would be a great experience. That would be an amazing um, transfer of energy, if you ask me. Because you auto wrote for me. Yes. And that was last February just before the launch of the Facebook group that we have that we're both involved yeah, in. Yeah, I auto-wrote for you before I even met you. Right. I think it coincided with the same time I was doing a ritual that was all out raw for me. Mm -hmm. On the floor, crying. <laughs> uh, in my circle. Um, last February was very, very difficult. And I came up to Edmonton to meet with Christy and I believe she said well I've got to do this thing and I think it was tea with the universe was it not yep and it, it was uh I had done the auto write a couple days before so it was before I even knew I was going to be doing tea with the universe like uh Cynthia had contacted me I think it was like the day before I was like I really can't do it are you able to and I was like well I was supposed to go over to Christie's so yeah sure if you don't mind me doing that over there she's like yeah okay no problem so when I talked to Christy she was like yeah I've got somebody coming over is it okay if they're here too while we're doing this <laughs> that was a lot of fun it, it ended up being pretty cool that's for sure it did it did but you definitely got me and if you're okay with it I'd love to share your auto writing oh certainly um, now everybody's got to bear with me a little bit because sometimes these words change i will say that um not too much uh but sometimes they change well, it's, However, it's where your head is or where your heart space is when you're reading it absolutely and you know what i think i can read it today because the last time i read it to you i stumbled a little bit well let's hear it but it's the writing too <laughs> all right many days will follow one after the next where your joy is not felt fully and time seems to roll on forever in the depths is where you learn to love yourself again and find the strength you thought you lost along the way pretty good hey you worry too much about what you don't have take heart that what is yours will not pass you by so many more great things wonderful things are to come feel yourself come alive and this is where it's gonna change on me Lynn. That's okay. <laughs> feel yourself come alive as you travel the world and open your eyes to more than what you thought think you know more than what you think you know. Open yourself to love 
and I can never read the last three words and I it just drives me nuts but this this made me again live on the internet <laughs> break down <laughs> yeah it made you cry a few times it's extremely powerful and you are an extremely powerful person so the first time that you're an extremely powerful witch yeah and when when you for me that meeting and and receiving that message from you came at such an important time in my life like it's i read it all the time sometimes i can read it all sometimes i can't read it all but you know what it hasn't left my side in almost a mm-hmm. year. And I think that, you know, your gift and your ability to share the way you do is very rare right now. Um, and I, I implore witches who are just learning and, and to really you know, take the time to spend with themselves to enhance and nurture the gifts that that they're given mm-hmm. because this is the result. Divination skills like this are few and far between, Lynn. Well, I think, too, a lot of times people get caught up in the, I don't know, I don't think I'm good enough. Well, the only way you're going to get good enough is to practice practice on people practice on others that and it's you know it's actually honestly easier to read people you don't know than it is to read people you do know you think so 100 percent, yes because yeah the danger of knowing someone is to try and make the reading fit with what you know about them instead of just reading the information for what it is. So my one takeaway that I could give to people who are learning about divination, trying to gain that skill themselves, is to not analyze whether or not stuff makes sense and just go with your first initial instinct. Because you're initial instinct is never wrong it's when you second guess yourself that you get wrong would you say that that second guess comes from your head more than yes that is definitely your brain kicking in going that doesn't sound right now having said that i have had times where i stuff has come out my mouth and then i'm like oh wait no i'm on the wrong track that's a little different because yeah. I know I'm on the wrong track. It's not like a, oh, I don't know if I said that right. That's a second guess. That's your brain kicking in, trying to undermine what you're saying. And there's so much more to expand on that. Because sure is. you and I have had a conversation before. Unfortunately, tonight, we're about out of time, but we knew this was going to be a two or three part series. Four or anyway, five or so six by the sounds of it. Four, <laughs> right? I think we've only got through two types of divinate. Well, we touched on a bunch, but really we focused on tarot, auto writing, 
and reading and really what the the learning witch should keep in mm-hmm. mind um and i mean i say learning witch but we're all learning witches and we all learn for the entirety of our lives because it is a path and a journey and a way of life right so oh definitely i'm gonna wrap up this web episode of witch talk tonight Thank you again, Lynn, for joining me. We are going to do this again. We'll pick it up for you guys all in the coming weeks with a few more episodes pertaining to divination. But for tonight, I'm going to sign off. Now join me next week for a very special episode as we explore our male witch counterparts and weigh in on male witches with some male witches right from our community. But for tonight, this is Amy signing off for Witch Talk.